0: what's up everyone i'm joe lemon thank you so much for tuning back into my uh daily rant here on anchor you know i've been really f- focusing on the past couple of days just trying to get my morning routines down it's towards the end of q1 so for me you know this is a busy time of the uh of the actual uh year basically at the end of every quarter we have these you know every sales goals objectives blase blase and oh this is my call let me get on this All right. So I'm back, everyone. And I want to get this off my chest. Hopefully no more phone calls will jump in. If they will, I'll stop and record again. But either way, I want to talk about how amateurs perform versus how pros respond. And to me, what's really what's really cool. I've been reading my uh, my daily routine that I'm really getting into the flow of doing. And I, I got this one quote that I just use, use to kind of hype me up a little bit. And it's from John Wooden. And it says you can't let praise or criticism get to you. It's a weakness to get caught up in either one of them, and that's a thousand percent true. I feel like pros, pros, they expect to be criticized. They expect their actual game to be um, critiqued, and you know, and to more so be challenged. And and you know what? Most pros look forward to that way because because they're because they're actually striving for this um, excellence, right? Right. Sorry, I got a little caught up there, but when it comes to amateurs, amateurs can't handle that, man. And it's so true, right? They get caught up in their actual emotions. They get uh touchy feely about what people got to say about them. Whereas whenever you're trying to strive to be world-class at whatever you want to do, uh, you have to master your emotions. You got to get to this place where you can handle yourself, especially on, under pressure. And so, one of the big things i think that pros realize is that people use them as mirrors they use them to really um understand where they fit in the world and a lot of times what happens is that you look at someone who's who's like all who's like all pro world class and you look lazy compared to them you look unmotivated and sometimes you just want to lash out let's just be honest about that amateurs lash out because they lack that emotional control so just something I'm definitely striving for is to be able to maintain myself regardless what's happening in the world. And definitely irregardless of what people say about me, I want to maintain my all pro level. Just my thoughts for today. What's going on, everyone? I'm Joe Lemon and welcome back to the Real Value Exchange. And I took a totally different approach with this episode. And it's mainly because, um, man, I was just having too much fun talking to him. So I went down to San Diego, linked up with Cali Comfort's barbecue owner, Sean. And Sean's phenomenal. Sean has a totally different outlook on doing business. This is a great episode for anyone who's wondering how to incorporate social media movement into your business. And the best part about it, it doesn't really matter What the platform is, and he's going to go into more depth about that. But obviously, he owns a restaurant, so he's going to target a certain demo. But uh, with that, he also has a podcast, and so he takes he's taking a different route with this. And one thing about this episode that I'm going to start incorporating into more, and I'm glad I'm starting after I got done uh, just killing some of his uh, amazing barbecue. But um, I got to start talking about health. I got to get into this movement. It's something that is is a part of me that I've kind of shied away from. To bring it onto the pod, but man it makes there's so much crossover there's so much um, in relation to uh, growing your business and to just becoming healthier the same movements the same tactics uh, all that quick fix stuff that stuff is garbage and it never works and me and Sean talk about that so enjoy this podcast have fun with it uh, it's a little bit longer it's about it's about twice as long as my normal format but with that said, dive into it and let's get it
1: but that that goes back to stuff we talk about all the time on the podcast. You have to care about your business profile. You have to care about your personal profile. Like you got to care about LinkedIn. I mean, like people discriminate on certain platforms, and people they shit on, on Yelp. They get they shit on Yelp, <laughs> they shit on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, none yeah. of it matters. Does I did it? too. I was, I was Does on, it
0: really? It
1: doesn't. Matter. Does it matter? No. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if I if I didn't get on Twitter, you know, I wouldn't have Jim Trotter as one of my you know closest friends. Hmm. You know, and he's you know one of the best journalist, sports journalists there is. Mm-hmm. Well, wrote Junior Sales book. He's on ESPN first, and we become great friends. Well, you know, comes to my baby shower. You know, it's but that's just because of Twitter. Just yeah. because Twitter allows you to be in the moment. All the media is on Twitter. Yeah. you know, because they have they've realized that they're going to die. If not, and then if you go to a media, if you go to a newspaper site mm-hmm. and you see someone publish an article and they don't have their Twitter, how can I follow you? How can I find out what you're writing about? No respect. But well, it, It's not about, they can't grow. Like mm-hmm. how, if you're relevant, you're relevant, you're mm-hmm. passionate,
0: you're doing what you want to do, but you need to be able to, how can someone follow you? I'm just going to tell you just how real this is, and I just start recording, man, because I'm because I'm, I think we're, we're talking too good not to have it have oh, yeah. this shit mic'd up. A that's a. A, that's, you know what? That's the funny. <laughs> we yeah. get so much good stuff that happens before we record our yeah.
1: podcast, and I'm like, I just need to start recording right when someone walks in the door. I,
0: I mean, honestly, I was about to start. T- I was I was about to start getting the actual mics up, and I was like, let me just test it. And I'm like, man, he's, he's talking too much wisdom, dude. You know, um, I mean, let's, let's just dive in. We're, we're going to keep this really really loose, man. Um, I feel no reason to be super formal here. <laughs> That's not who we are.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna get brutal honesty out of me. And I, I apologize in advance. That's just part of my Bulgarian blood, I guess.
0: Nah, 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 dude. Bring it out. Bring it to the forefront, man. And so you know what? Um, I'm excited the fact that I think we linked up on Twitter, right? Yeah. I mean, because um, I was looking for different people that have podcasts. Every time I travel around, um, like I was in the Bay yesterday, and um, had some barbecue there. By the way. Oh, really? It was okay.
1: It was okay. Was it uh, Aisha Curry? No, no, that wasn't international smoke. Steph Curry's wife just no, no,
0: no, 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 no. This was down. This is down in like San Jose. Okay, I was in San Jose at this place called. I'm not even going to drop the name. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that right now because um, it was okay, but I was starving. Like I had that was my first meal of the day, and so and I'm like a barbecue head. I can't cook. Like that, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm like s I'm like a city dude. Like, you know. <laughs> so city dudes don't really like get behind the grill that hard, you know what I mean? But you can get down. There's some city folk that can get down. There's a couple guys, man. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be quite honest, dude. Like, um, being from Pittsburgh, like very few cats in the city got down. Yeah. In the city. Except that tailgates. Tailgating was it was it was light town. It was light town in Pittsburgh. You would start tailgating almost like right around 6.30 and just eat non-stop. There's a, barbecue, the game. there's a barbecue movement happening out there. Really? We've got a lot of people tuning in
1: from out in Pittsburgh and Philly. Yeah, yeah, people, okay.
0: yeah, something's happening
1: with barbecue out it's there. It's growing, huh? Yeah, it is. Something Maybe like it's that. coming urban. Yeah.
0: Well, well, guys, you know what? I'm so excited to, to have this guy on the show today. Um, he's he's somebody that's caught me like a little bit off guard. I'm just going to be real here. <laughs> I mean, because we linked up on Twitter and I was like, oh, he has a podcast. and I, I was looking for podcasters. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. You know what I mean? He's talking about digital marketing. So my thought is digital marketing guy, podcast. Cool. I want to talk to him. Then it transitioned to, oh, shit, he's big into barbecue and sports. I'm like, all right, let me go see what he's really doing. Because every time I travel, I hit the Yelp reviews. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just as guilty as anybody else for doing that. And I went there first, and I saw that he had four and a half stars. I'm like, okay, this guy might really do some barbecuing. Checked out his actual podcast. Behind the Smoke it's dope Podcast, you got to check it out. And saw he's he's getting into weeds with barbecue. He's not just like talking about, hey, yeah, I got some uh, I got some hickory, I think, and then I got some honey over here. I mean, I mean, you actually know your barbecue. I'm with none other than Cali Comfort Zone, San Diego's own Sean. What's happening, man? It is the
1: true honor. Um, podcasting brings people together, mm-hmm. and it's just such a cool medium to be able to tell stories and Mm -hmm. to be able to learn from one another i mean that's really how our journey got started and that's why you're sitting here and Mm -hmm. anything that we can do to you know share some of our vulnerabilities and how we succeed and what excites us what fires us up every single day
0: well well man um i'm really excited to have you here man because i want to i really want to understand your whole thought process too this is different than a lot of other restaurant owners, I would say, a lot of people don't say, hey, you know what? I want to get big into digital off top. And with that, too, what I've at least from my bias, I guess, from what I've seen, if you're big the digital, then your food sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to hate like that, but I've seen those, too. Sure. But it looks like you got great food and you and you guys get the word out. How'd you come to that? We, we've we come a long way. So you rolled up and
1: you came to East County, San Diego. Yeah, so yeah. we're not in Gaslamp. We're yep. not in Sexy La Jolla. We're not at Pacific Beach. We're not where everybody says to go open up a restaurant. Mm. Uh, we are off the beaten path. We're in a area of San Diego that is industrial. It's residential. Mm. Um, we've got tire shops, liquor stores, churches. I like it. You though. name it. It's a, it's a mixed bag. But because we opened up in 2008... Um, we just had to figure out a way to get people in the door so we didn't go out of business mm-hmm. you know we uh, we opened up uh, my best friend from college and i we opened it up um It was a California comfort restaurant and sports bar It was a mouthful uh, <laughs> once we started learning how to market. I chopped off the uh uh the end of California we just went with cali uh we decided to throw an amateur barbecue contest in order to raise some money for some kids. I saw that, man. Yeah. So that was a different move too. That was a different move. Well, you know, I mean, sports is something that I grew up playing sports and some of my closest friends I made, uh, you know, on the basketball court, on the tennis court, on the football field. And those are the people that I still connect with today. Some of the coaches, some of the life lessons I learned about teamwork, about grit about mm-hmm. getting up when you get knocked down about being on time, um, about winning and losing those things are completely applicable in business. And, mm-hmm. you know, for us giving back to kids and giving kids an opportunity that might not have that opportunity that meant the most to uh-huh. us.
0: So, so is that why you started the whole event for the most part? Was it around trying to just trying was, to help? We, build the community? A restaurant, you, you know,
1: when you open up a restaurant, you want to do whatever you can to get people to come in. Right. Um, we started having a lot of people come in asking us for to help them with fundraising, um, fundraising and charity. And because we started getting all these requests, we realized how much admin work it took to have a Little League night on a Tuesday and a Pop Warner night on a Friday and a soccer day on the, on Sunday. And we're like, well, why don't we just focus our efforts on one big annual community event uh, where we can raise more money Get more awareness. Have a day to celebrate for our community, since every different neighborhood in San Diego has something special. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, something really cool happens in downtown. Something cool happens in Ocean Beach. Something cool, but we never, we didn't have anything out here in the East County. And we're like, you know, let's do something cool that you know our residents, our people, that they, you know, they're fired up about. Get that, um, yeah. So we went into barbecue. I didn't know one thing about barbecue. Contacted uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society and. Wow. Asked for some referrals of somebody who might help us. And Gene Goykachea, who's this KCBS barbecue legend, heavyweight, Mm. competed in professional contests, won professional barbecue hall of fame. Um, He's pretty much, I call him the Elvis of barbecue uh, on the West Coast. But (laughs) I told him we were raising money for charity. And he's like, whatever you need. Um, He not only took my call, he came and met with me. And I mean, talking thousands and thousands of hours. Wow. Never sent me a, an invoice. We just we just became, you know, friends. I mean, he's you know pretty much an uncle to my to my son now. So
0: isn't it funny how that works out, man? When you just come into it with the right attitude, the right you know, hard intentions, and things just kind of line up like that. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like the like the the right people show up. For no reason at all, you know, and um, it's cool that you guys are doing it for like you know you guys are doing it for your neighborhood, really. Yeah, you guys are trying to represent for them, give them something to kind of look at. Uh, sounds like put some pride, you know, out here like an area a little bit. Um, I don't come out, I don't come out here often, but every time I do, it's always all the tourist stuff, La Jolla. You yeah. know what I mean? Gaslamp District, and then I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> right, right. I get it. I get it. I mean, but but it, so it's it's cool to have someone say, hey, you know what? We're gonna get people I mean, is it actually done out here? Yeah, as far we, as these we shut
1: down we shut down Troy Street. I get okay. I get approval from uh highway patrol from yeah. the sheriff's fire department. Nice we have to go through a whole permitting process, literally shut the village down mm-hmm. right in front of the restaurant and I mean last year what is our eighth annual event and we probably had I don't know. Conservatively, seven thousand people out there. Seven
0: thousand people. Yeah, um, right there on like Troy Street. Right on Troy Street. I can't say that's not a better setup too for the restaurant, yeah. though, man. You got oh. you, you got barbecue like heads coming through trying Absolutely. to compete, right? Yeah, amateurs and pros mix, So we it? do. So this is an amateur event. Okay. We, uh, we do
1: this event uh, so that people can learn how to compete in a Kansas City barbecue event. Yep. Uh, we also bring in other barbecue restaurants which people don't understand mm-hmm. why would you bring in you know coops from lemon grove which is about a mile away from our restaurant yeah, yeah why would you have valley farm who also sells barbecue why would you do those things we do it because it's not about us it's bigger than us yeah, yeah it's okay. about uh, yeah, you, get you know it. promoting barbecue on the west coast mm-hmm. you know everybody that Kyle's not no, known for barbecue either. No, it's not like, a, it's not like not. A, a barbecue haven. Tri-tip's what we what we do best, and that's Santa Maria style. But yeah. as far as barbecue, you know, as a region, it's just, it's ignored. So our biggest goal is how do we, there's so many people that love to grill. They love mm-hmm. to cook low and slow. They just have a passion for tailgating. And how do we get all those things together and celebrate what we do best? And this, this event was born. And, you know, it's something that Derek Marceau, who's the owner of Valley Farm, mm-hmm. him and I, and and Gene Boykachea, my wife, I mean, it's it's become
0: a family affair. It's something that we look forward to every year on the calendar. Super cool, man. And, and you know, there, there's something here that I really want the listeners to, to really kind of catch is that you went, you didn't go with the flow. You didn't say, hey, okay, um, I'm going to open up a restaurant and let me just do like a, you know, typical restaurant, SoCal restaurant, right? Like a sandwich shop, beach type vibe. I mean, that's that all that stuff is heavy down here from yeah. everything I see. Um, but you went barbecue, but we didn't go bar. When we opened, we right. had just a, a talk a, about a, that. Man. We had a menu
1: that was all over the place. I mean, we had <laughs> steaks, we had fish, we had yeah, yeah, yeah. all kinds of stuff. We could
0: do it all. Uh,
1: one it stop was, shop. Yeah, <laughs> just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the things. You know, In and Out they really have the model down. And yeah. the less that they do, the more they focused on quality on putting out great produce, great burger, great patty, great. Bun, mm-hmm. it's bomb. People know about it all, all over the world. And, yep. uh, you know, the more we pared down our menu and really made a focus, you know, we focused on if we're going to do this, let's do what Gene has taught us and let's cook barbecue the right way. Mm-hmm. And let's just go all in. We went to Cali Comfort Barbecue and closed our Monday through uh, Friday. We were open at 7 a.m. every single day and closed at 10. Wow. A lot of operating hours, a lot of payroll. Um, people, didn't believe that we could have a dinner business um, out here in East County. Um, well, wow. You know, the type of perception that people have on neighborhoods, they're like, oh, you can't open up a business there. You know, oh, it's never going to work. I guess I was just one of those people that never listened to that. Mm-hmm. I guess growing up, you know, working out here, I saw that there were families that loved to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, they came out every single birthday, every single Easter, every single Sunday. That was their spot. You know, that was mom's table. You know, and that was our server. And right. Those things are, are important. And no matter, no matter where you are in the world, you know, people
0: want that village feel, mm-hmm. you know, because it makes you feel good. 100 percent. It, it, I mean, where I come from, that's I, I mean, uh, it's, it's so funny. Like uh, I didn't travel my city that far. I was raised on the east side of Pittsburgh. And it wasn't until after I got out of high school until I started going to other boroughs of the city, but it's like, I wanted to be known at the restaurants, the shops I went to, I want people to say, what up, Joe? You know what I mean? Like just a basic yeah. conversation. I want that cheers stuff, right? You the cheers, go to cheers the, the barbershop stuff, yeah, the mean, barbershop
1: yeah. talk? Yeah. yeah. I want I mean, all yeah. that, man. People think gossiping is bad. Gossiping's just humans. That's yeah, who we are. Yeah, I mean, we we, we, always do, we do it digitally and we yeah. do it in, in person, but you know, if you're not part of the story, then you feel left out. When you are part of the story, you f- you feel it's so much bigger. You know, it's so much bigger because then you're talking to your wives, you're talking to the kids, you're talking to aunts, uncles. And, you know, that's one of the benefits of working in hospitality is everything we do is to create those, you know, incredible experiences.
0: So, man, can, can you unpack how you guys got to that idea of saying, okay... You know what um we had this menu full of everything it was mm-hmm. going across the board uh you guys had fish you guys i'm sure you guys had sandwiches chicken everything else right <laughs> you name it we had it <laughs> you guys doing omelets in the back yeah uh, <laughs> build your own omelet
1: uh, uh, oh yeah didn't go over so
0: well with our <laughs> but so how do you guys kind of say all right man this is not what this is not cali um cali's not known for barbecue mm-hmm. but we're going to do we're going to do barbecue in Cali, that's one move. And then also, we're going to go to the side of town in San Diego that everybody doesn't really gravitate towards. So I'm not worried about that, you know, all that heavy traffic, mm-hmm. all the Joe Lemons who come in for like two nights and then they get out of here. I'm going to go totally opposite. I'm going to go against the current or. That's your yeah. brand or whatever. How'd you get to that thought
1: process? Well, I mean, I guess probably my background in real estate, okay. which is kind of counterintuitive because the mantra is always location, 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 mm-hmm. except that location, location, location will put you in a situation where you're paying an exorbitant amount of money for rent and lease. Yep. So if we were in an underserved community, location, 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 there's people all in the neighborhood. There's so many families that live out here, hardworking, great families that don't have a place to go and eat a place that they can take pride in. And really a restaurant becomes, you know, it's the center of the village. You know, it's, if you, if you do it right, people from different walks of life will learn to meet each other at the bar. Mm -hmm. They see each other and look, Oh, that's my spot. What are you doing? That, that Kelly comfort, like that you're wearing that shirt. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. where I go. And then they, they just because of their experience there. Now they have a shared experience somewhere else. And you know, for us to create those opportunities has been really cool. And you know, it's, it's, it's so exciting. I mean, when we opened this restaurant in 2008, literally we had to take out an ad in the yellow pages <laughs> that an actual yellow page, yeah. physical book. Let's talk about his advertising.
0: <laughs> Keep on going. <laughs> Keep on going. You take yellow
1: page yeah. book. Yeah. I mean, you name it. I've, spent the money on advertising marketing. I didn't go to school for marketing. I didn't go to school for business. You don't um, have to. Yeah. I studied sociology, which my grandfather, who was a medical doctor, wasn't too keen on, but <laughs> I love people, man. I love people. I love seeing why they do what they do, how they act in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sports. I love events. Uh, I love hospitality and, you know, it's just something different that we get to do in the hospitality business and in order to market that, what we found early on was the more that I started to embrace the internet and stop having prejudices. You know. Yeah. My best friend, who we opened up the restaurant with, um, Corey Robinson, back in 2009, he told me he's like, "Oh yeah, I got a Facebook account." I was like, "Okay, why do you have a Facebook account? Are you you know trying to get chicks or?" That's that's you know, the only thing it was for back in the day. Yeah, well, why do you have that? <laughs> yeah. And he was yeah. like, "No, you know, I'm just." whatever, you know, he, he took, he took the hazing that I gave him until there was a point where it was like, Oh, you can use Facebook to get people to come to your restaurant. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you know, we were struggling to pay our payroll. We were struggling to pay our bills where it didn't matter how we got people into the restaurant. If they came because of the website, if they came because of Yelp, if they came because of the yellow pages, but you need to track that, Mm -hmm. you know, as a business owner, you have to figure out, well, how is it working? Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the most powerful things is once we started realizing the analytics behind being on a website and seeing this many people clicked to come in to the restaurant. Or it's they a clicked, beast, isn't it? Or they clicked to get directions to come to the restaurant. And these were the search terms. So fight night is huge. Like, we we love fight night. We okay. live for fight night. UFC fights, boxing fights. Um, you know, I grew up when, you know, me and our closest friends, we would go to my buddy's house, Brian, and we'd have... Fight night was Tyson cut towel. Mm -hmm. You know that was when fight night was fight night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know we wanted to recreate that here because we created a sports entertainment restaurant. And fight night, I found that I needed to update our website more frequently so that when people were searching, hey, where do I watch the fight? Because they charge a significant amount of money to watch a commercial pay per view fight. Yep. um, Not a residential price. So. We needed to figure out well, how are people going to find us if we optimize our website so that hey, San Diego boxing Mayweather Pacquiao, are we going to show up in the Google results? If we don't show up in the Google results, then it's no good. You're almost dead, yeah. Um, so really, that it was at that point where I, you know, I had no background in it or anything like that, but we switched over to a WordPress site, and you know, one of my good friends, Adam Harris, who uh, he is a tech guy. He's building this incredible company, um, cloud beds. He was doing websites before and he's like, I'll host it for you, but I'm going to force you to learn how to do it yourself. And I was like, okay. He sat down with me that's I, a good friend, right probably there. two hours after that, did it all by myself. And it's amazing when you remove the middleman, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really one of the toughest things that everyone wants to outsource. Well, I know I should be on social media, so I'm going to pay someone to do it. Right. No one will do it the way that you want it done. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain value that you get when you own it yourself and you're updating your own LinkedIn profile and you're publishing your own LinkedIn content and you're understanding that Twitter is different than Instagram is different than Facebook because that's where all the opportunity is. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I mean, what we've been able to do just recently with Facebook events to be able to get drive awareness for the charities, the money that we're doing the money we're trying to raise for these barbecue events. It's incredible,
0: man. You know, um, I've been blown away recently because I just started work, working our actual uh, our actual Facebook advertising budget for our business, and we work more in healthcare. and I'm like, okay, it's gonna be difficult trying to you know find docs and find other PTs. You know, man, it's so easy. It is. It is. It is crazy the amount of insight and amount of data that they just have on all of us. Really, <laughs> I know, mean, the, the, fun- the
1: funniest thing is people. We, we love to think that there's privacy and we want, you know, we're so, such thing. but we all have a phone. We've yeah. all agreed to user terms. Mm-hmm. We've all signed up for an email. We've agreed to, no one's read those. Nope. And even if you did, even if you had your attorney read them, you're not going to, you know, red X them and send it back to Google and say, Hey, I'm not going to have a Gmail account unless you update, you know, section sub C of this paragraph. That's just not going to happen. It's, you own. know, And one of the most powerful things is once you get over that prejudice and you just really embrace it, then you can start finding, well, okay, if I get over it, maybe there's other people that are getting over it. And then you get into LinkedIn and you go, okay, well, what is my niche? What What am I trying to sell? What am I trying to awareness am I trying to drive? You start doing research. You can find unbelievable different people in the company that can get you past the person that's... That's actually going to make the decision, right? Because they're the one, they're the ones that
0: are going to get you to who you need to make that sale, man. And you know, what's, what's really interesting. Like you say, you, I mean, as you were saying, you want to get rid of the actual middleman. And that's what the internet really does for us these days. I mean, and if you think about what it takes to be people that I look at that are real innovators in their space or people that are really big into driving their business and, 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 they, and they want to see it win through all different types of times, you know, because right now it's pretty, it's pretty good time for a lot of people. It is the best, Man, time. It's ridiculous, is the right? best time to be in business. It's unbe- unbelievable what you can do. I mean like the amount of opportunities out there that I'm just like, I, I just shouldn't say yes to that, it's but, unbelievable. but there's a ridiculous amount of, of, of healthy, good things happening across the board. Right. Absolutely. And so so many people are winning right now, which is phenomenal. We all I mean, if you were in business around 08 and yeah. 07, sure it, it, it was a tough time it was to different. open a restaurant. Trust me. It was, it was a different it, time. It,
1: 2008. Yeah. It's yeah. That when you guys opened up, right? We opened in 2008. Right? Yeah. So it'll be 10 years, uh, 10 years coming up. And what's happened in 10 years? I mean, you, you know, can be my, so grateful. My, sure. my son was born. I have a newborn. He's uh, eight congratulations, months congratulations, man. Thank you. And he was born on uh, June 29th, 2017, so last year. Okay. And it's pretty cool. But he was born on the 10-year anniversary of the release of the first iPhone. Wow. And it's incredible for me to think about what's happened in 10 years. Yeah. Because when we opened up our business, uh, Lou Bush, who used to play for the Chargers, he passed away a couple years ago. But he, he became a good friend. He was also opening up a barbecue restaurant. So we were bouncing ideas off each other. And, you know, he came to me and he was like, Hey, I got, he's like, I got the new Apple phone. I was like, I don't want that. That's terrible. You know, I've got this cool, you know, Blackberry phone. I, this I, nice I,
0: razor, I got man. this nice razor, man. It's so cool. <laughs> it flips and I'm, I'm not
1: about to touch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, no chance. And yeah. then now to think about what I can do with my, you know, my, my iPhone, it's, it, it is my business. Everything that we do, multiple different platforms, 4k video mm-hmm. I mean you name it we're doing it and by no means is it great but we're learning along the way right you know we're not experts by any means but you know it's just like podcasting we're going to be coming up uh, this this Friday we'll be doing our 45th behind the smoke episode we're going to be interviewing the director of San Diego State uh, Scott Minto he's the director of the MBA sports MBA uh, program well wow. Number four ranked globally sports MBA program. Wow. And just because of podcasting gives you access. access to somebody who's listened to us interview <sighs> yeah. the president of Fox Five in San Diego. Yeah. Why is yeah. this why is a barbecue restaurant in Spring Valley with tire shops across the street? I mean, if you came out here and you saw where we were, and you look at who, who's been on our podcast. It's like, what is going on? You guys got to. It doesn't make earlier. any sense, but it's all because of barbecue. Mm-hmm. It's barbecue. It's dedication, and it's really once we stopped focusing on ourselves mm-hmm. and started focusing on bigger picture.
0: That's really when things started to change for us. That's really interesting, man. Because you know, I, I think you know, we talk about being prejudiced right, towards what you want to do and the things. All these different tactics, you know, how you want to operate, especially if you came up a little bit more old school. Like, it seems like you kind of came around that around that same era of you don't post yourself taking selfies. I mean, guys, I, yeah, guys coming up in Pittsburgh. a chance.
1: Not a <laughs> chance <laughs> Come man. on, man. Yeah, the self-promotion stuff, no chance. No, no like, way was that happening. That was again. not happening. No, no way, no how. I mean, I, yeah. I graduated I graduated in 2000. The, the, okay. world, the world was supposed to end. I graduated yeah. high school in 2000. So I came out like, like an O one, so Y two K. You know, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Well, back then it was not a chance. Was I going to go? Hey, this is Sean. Like, this is my Twitter profile. This is my Instagram. Right. I'm going live. Like, that was a joke. Right. Like, no chance.
0: You get laughed out the we building. Absolutely every
1: day. laughed out the building. Yeah. But now, yeah. I mean, I was actually so last year we or last year last night we closed the restaurant for the first time on a non holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we closed at five o'clock. So that our staff, we went, when we opened, we had 18, 18 employees in 2008. Now we're at 87 employees. Wow. So we closed the restaurant so that we could celebrate with our staff and their families and take them to a San Diego Goals hockey game. So it's a, we're sponsors That's of the Goals. goals. we're sponsors uh, down at the sports arena, which is Valley View Casino Center. And we closed the restaurant so that they all could go out oh, and wow. do that. And, you know, that was something that was very, very, Important for us to let them know, hey we appreciate you, yep. we appreciate this long journey that we're going on, but bigger than that, it's ten years in business it it there's a lot of failure that happens along the way. tell me about a lot of failure and I could imagine there's a lot of success too you know there's restaurants that have been open that are closed now, yep lots of them big yep. name restaurants mm-hmm. you know, and for us to do something where we have an opportunity to use digital marketing, use podcasting, use Instagram, use LinkedIn um, to connect with people all over the world. It's just, it's absolutely incredible and it's so exciting, man. Um, We have people that sales, when they come, when people used to come to sell Mm -hmm. something to us, you know, we went from when we first opened 2008, we we probably did about 380,000 um, the first year last year we did three point three million, so we've nice. grown significantly, mm-hmm. and for us, we have to create systems so that people aren't coming to me every single day and saying, "Hey, I have a new credit card processing, and I want to talk to Sean. I want to talk to the decision maker right okay, well, how can you go about that differently?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go about that by reverse engineering if Companies are publishing exactly what they care about on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. And if they're not, then there's something seriously there's a serious problem that they need to address. Mm-hmm. And maybe if
0: you're in sales, you can help them be that solution. You, you know what's so funny about sales? A lot of people think that um, a lot of people think that sales is about g- coming in, being a smooth talker, uh, wooing people or trying to force them into this yes. and I'm like, you don't force anybody into anything. All you do is come in and listen. Yes, and if your shit makes sense for them, then they'll move forward. And if it doesn't, you got to be cool with just saying, "All right, hey, hey." Hopefully, you guys keep winning in business, however that looks. Yeah, and that's that's the approach I've kind of taken. What's some things that you've seen from salespeople that are like, "Oh, that was that was good. That was spot so on."
1: Recently, I got asked to go speak at U.S. Foods. Um, their sales and marketing, their uh, they had their semi annual review, and uh, you know they had all their heavyweights that were there and all their sales people. But before there was a time when a salesman, there would be a a chef would go into the kitchen. They'd go count all the stuff that they have, put it on the paper. Okay, this is what I'm going to order. They'd call the sales rep. The sales rep would drive out to the restaurant. They'd sit down one-on-one. Chef would go over the same stuff that he's already counted. The, The sales rep would then enter it into the proprietary computer and then send it off. It's like, all of this stuff is taking time yes. away from what matters. Now, our GM can take his iPhone into the walk-in and literally count and then put his online order in. Not to get rid of the sales rep position, but to utilize our sales rep to do things that are bigger picture for us.
0: Well, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think this is a great conversation to have too because there are going to be some jobs that are definitely going to oh, get yeah. eliminated. Absolutely, rightfully so. Right? No. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is,
1: is yeah. I mean, it, the like we said, the internet reduces the middleman, yep. and if there's pressure points in any business in any industry, they're going to get eliminated because we realize that we just don't need to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Before it was like, okay, I can just put up with you know Cox or Directv acting the way that they act, treating me the way that they treat me. Now I can just go. Well, I'm just not going to have that. Yeah, and I'm going to go through Hulu, or I'm going to get Amazon Prime, or I'm going to get Netflix. You know, and for us, what we've seen the best salespeople do mm-hmm. is exactly what you said: is they know how to listen. And as a restaurant owner, we're probably one of, we're probably we're up there as some of the worst people to try to sell stuff to because yes. we've got we're trying to do 700 different things. You know, and whatever we planned on doing that day, yeah. the chances are that we get to it are slim to none once the restaurant opens because business happens. Right. Um, you know, and sales reps, it's, well, let me get fifteen minutes of your time. It's not so, I can, minutes. so I can tell you what I'm what I'm <laughs> going to sell you. Right. It's not about that. Yeah. you know, if you follow me on Twitter and realize, hey, we're putting on a charity barbecue event. So there was a guy from Seaboard um, Meats; they sell uh, pork, and he started following me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. not, not through his, not through Seaboard, just as a, you know, baseball dad, because he's, you know, he's got kids that play baseball, but he started following me and seeing what we were doing. Sent me a direct message on Twitter Mm -hmm. about, Hey, you know, I'd love to see if we can help you with one of your barbecue events. And I Mm -hmm. got him in touch with Gene Boykachea because I let him do all the, you know, initial conversations. He was able to meet with him, meet with my GM, meet with me. And then we ended up buying from them. Because he was unconventional in his approach. Yeah. Had he sent us an email, had he called our restaurant, there's not a chance I would have given him two seconds of, of my time. Good point. But yeah. Like that's, that's the amazing thing is like you have access. And some of the people, some people are wired like me and they're running it all themselves.
0: Man. So, you know, one of the things I've always loved is, is talking to guys like you that are busy because for one, everybody else can't get to you. So, if if you're blocking a lot of people, and I take a different approach where it's, okay, let me just sit back and relax. Let me see once they have a hot moment that makes sense for my company or my service to really kind of plug and play. And then I'll try to swoop in and then be the savior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or just add value like along the way. If if things make sense, not just give you you know spam, but things that make sense for your business that's free, that seems to be um, a really innovative approach. But guys like you that are busy, everybody else is hitting, but it's not getting through. Yeah. And this is where social is just becoming it's ri- it's becoming ridiculous. It's coming ridiculous. Huge. Because for one, I'm I'm gonna be pretty stra- I'm Be pretty upfront with you. One of the main reasons why I even started this podcast because I, I let a lot of my current clients know that I don't do that garbage car sales stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, if you don't believe me, check out my podcast, and then talk to my people, talk to my clients. It's yeah. fine. That's how I roll. And I would much rather keep it more up, of, you know, above that, you know, grade or. Just transparent really about who I'm who I am. You're running a business. Opposed post being something. You know, else. you're running a business. And that was yeah. one of the things
1: Brad Newberg, who worked for US Foods, US Foods is our main purveyor. So they probably 80% of our purchases we purchased through US Foods. The hmm. competitors, Cisco, there's Shamrock Foods. We purchased through US Foods. They established a relationship because of Brad. He was the reason. He was, he he was, was the, the one yeah. that went to bat for us. He came to listen as if as if he was an owner in the business. So he came to meet with me and my business partner, but he ended up not talking to us, but listening to us. Mm-hmm. And if we had to work on a menu, he's working on a menu. It has nothing to
0: do with his job. Right. But because he was willing to do that, we trusted him. And that's why I don't think that that salespeople, a lot of people get worried about, okay, yeah, you know, all this um AI is coming in, a machine learning is coming in, yeah. taking over sales roles. I'm like, those are the roles that were, they were just taking orders anyway. Yeah. They weren't adding value. doesn't sound like they were just kind of, Oh yeah. fill out this form. I sure. mean, you can do that at, at like McDonald's. You can yeah. go through a drive-thru and yeah. get that done. Right. <laughs> but if you want service and paying someone a commission or like an actual decent salary to actually do something for you, you know, you guys like Brad, it sounds you, like
1: there will always be a room for, that one-on-one personal connection. Yep. I mean, we're in the hospitality business. Yep. As much as we would love to reduce our payroll and have automated systems, like that's just not who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, because we know what we love to do and we love to do it because customers love to come and experience that. You know, they're the ones that are going and telling other people, "Hey, you got to go check out this restaurant." Like, we have to be so extraordinary that they just can't wait to get on their phone and they can't wait to post it on their Instagram be like, "Oh my god, the ribs were so bon." You know, that's our job.
0: So, I heard you mention this too. And I want to go check out the actual restaurant myself in a couple seconds here. Looks like you guys just just about opened up. And um man, it looks like you guys gear your place to be sexy. We do. Yeah. We I mean, do. I mean because you guys are thinking like, okay, this is my, this property is going to go on the gram. Yeah. Right. I mean, Absolutely. I'm, I'm we assuming
1: re- we reverse engineer the plate backwards. Uh, I mean, we have to uh, like everything that we do is going to be a digital experience somehow. I mean, my wife, when we go out to eat, I'm, I mean, I'm not kidding. She won't look at the menu. She only pulls up Yelp and looks at the photos uh, and that's how she orders. Uh, but like, that's how we roll. I mean, you know, it's like, I don't want to see a stock photo. I want to know who's running the place. I want to know who are the people, the more, the more, That you give me, Mm -hmm. the more transparent you are, the more that you're, the more that I can trust you, you know, and that's the best part about the podcast is as much as we love the sexy photos and to put it on Instagram, I mean, the podcast is behind the smoke. I mean, we talk about. The stuff that happens before you get to that mm. because there's a lot of things that go wrong, you know. There's day to day stuff, and you know, there's litigation that we've faced. I mean, I've been sued for promoting ladies' night, you know, <laughs> by three men, you know, like they were saying I was discriminating against <laughs> them, oh, and like right, I, 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 you can't make that stuff up, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's just business, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like you just got to get up. And go and get after it. And you know, one of the one of the coolest things is look at what we can do. I mean, you and I are sitting here yep. because of the internet, because of Twitter, yeah. you know, because of the Twitter, because mm-hmm. of podcasting. And podcasting has, I mean, look at audio. You know, once somebody gets Bluetooth enabled in their car, it changes your world. It does because you can niche down and you can listen to who inspires you. Mm-hmm. Who do you? Who entertains you? You know, mm-hmm. did you have a tough day at work? I just want to hear, you know, some comedy. Mm-hmm. Do I just want to hear about sports? Do I want to hear about business? Do I want to learn how to, you know, digitally Im- improve my business? Whatever you want, you search it, and then now all of a sudden you're in class. You know, it's crazy. My, my grandfather was born in Bulgaria in a village. Wow. He loved reading more than anything. It was his passion. That's how he became a medical doctor. That's how he immigrated. And to think now in his same village, the village hasn't changed, hmm. but the internet is there. Right. Literally, there is a child in Portem, Bulgaria, that can go on the internet
0: and get a Harvard education for free. It's mind blowing. <sighs> Man, so I had this debate on, um, on the gram yesterday. One of my good friends out of Philly was like, look, um, you know, I'm about to go somewhere with this. I think you might like it. I don't believe that players should get paid by the university. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I respect that. I t- totally respect that. But when you look at education and where it's going, I went to school. I parted in school. Had an amazing time. Went to three different universities because mm-hmm. I just wanted to keep the party going. And, You're and telling me I went to Boulder. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you number, one, Boulder? number one party school. Oh yeah. man, so that was that was a real. And I graduated from
1: University of San Diego, so I got my act together uh, yeah. at some point. I like to think it is, but
0: I mean, but still man, learning. I mean, I mean, so if you think about what's happening right now, just from the university standpoint. And we're talking about business and I like talking real business. People are giving real value in exchange for dollars, time, whatever that exchange is, right? It's a lifetime exchange. It's a lifetime exchange. So we talk
1: about on the podcast, it's the transaction. Yeah. That's the problem with old school business, old school business, like the way that they used to sell popcorn and, Beer at stadiums—it's all, transactions. It's all transaction. It's all on volume. It's yep. not based on a relationship.
0: And We're the popcorn to, sucks. Yeah, It's beer is worn. Terrible. And it's, <laughs> and it's thirty-five
1: dollars. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did I get? I got yeah. nothing. But instead, if you try to create something that's a legacy and that's generational, mm-hmm. that's a story, that takes a lot more work. It takes, and and the profit margin much much smaller. Right. But the reward in the long term is you get to do stuff that you love to do. And you get to meet people that are just doing incredible
0: things in different industries. And so when we look at the university model, right? Yeah. A lot of people are spending, you could drop 50K on like a a straight state school. Easy. I mean, state school. If you go private, you could be 200, 250. Yeah. Right? majority of people, if you talk to them, at least my friends, I have a small circle, I need to probably branch out. But they don't feel like they got the real... One of those mutual exchanges, you know, where their universities, oh, wow, you know what? I went to this school and I was able to make this type of things happen in my life, you know? And so do you believe that players should get paid or not? What's your whole thoughts on that? Athletes getting paid by the university. I believe athletes should be getting paid by themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I believe that athletes have never been in a better position to not have to worry about how their contract is going to dictate their life. Mm-hmm. Because I've been fortunate to know professional athletes to mm-hmm. see what happens after their careers, you know, and it's it's weird to get a, in a point in your life where now the athletes are all younger than I was. But you know, it bro, is weird, not it? Know, yes, yeah, like, yeah. You know, Everybody all my heroes, all my heroes were all older than I was, and now it's you know, I'm like oh, all the athletes are all younger than I'm the I'm the old man on the block. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I truly believe that there's never been a better time for them to embrace their own business. And by embracing their own business, it's understanding that, yes, they need to focus on their sport, on how to improve, but they also need to understand, like, look at what LeBron James is doing. You know, he is brilliant. And he has embraced multiple parts of his business
0: so that he can build his brand. It's incredible. Man, it is bananas, the fact, how he just... I mean, he even says it all the time, man, During like interviews, he he wants to control the actual narrative. Yeah. And if you look at what's happening on social, if you have any business at all, I don't care what you're into. I don't care if you like to paint. Yeah. You know, I don't care what what you're up to. You should want to have some control over that narrative. You have to. I mean, that that that's the best part about it is it, it's
1: yours. Yeah. But you have to be willing to be uncomfortable to understand that. No matter what, you're gonna always need to be learning. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's probably one of the toughest things with the university model is professors get so entrenched with their title. This is my title, this is I've earned it, this is who I I am. I spent 12 years here doing this. Yeah. And I'm gonna do it my way. Mm -hmm. Listen, just because I understand how to use Twitter today doesn't mean that five months, if I don't pay attention, something's gonna change. And it's not Twitter's fault. It's my fault. Yeah. And if I'm not on a different platform, and Twitter goes away, and no one uses Twitter, then hey, that's my fault too. Yep. You know, that's my fault. And is it a lot to ask for for a business? Yeah, it's a lot to ask for. But look at the opportunity. Your you business. Know, you're not. Yeah. You're continuing to be in business. But look at the relationships. I mean, just for us, mm-hmm. because of the podcast, instead of being just consumer focused. Yeah. Now we talk to other business owners yep. and if we can say something that's going to help their business, now we've created a relationship. I mean, we have su- sweet baby raised barbecue sauce. I love that barbecue if, sauce. Are you familiar.
0: Man. Oh, of course. Man. I love that barbecue sauce. If it wasn't for
1: the podcast yeah. now Dave Raymond, who is one of the co-founders, okay. we've become great friends. Because of National Barbecue Association, we're going to go out to Texas and we're going to talk about podcasting and how other barbecue owners can start talking to their village and talking to the world. And Mm -hmm. every single person has a unique voice. You know, it's like people are worried. Oh, there's so many podcasts. Well, look at how many websites there are. Oh, you have to have a website. Yeah, you have to have a website. You know, and maybe podcasting. Look
0: at look what you brought yeah, you know this is got a laptop, man. You know this is Couple ten percent,
1: ten percent of the gear that we have. But look at how mobile you are. Oh yeah, and you travel all the time. And now you're doing something for not just your listeners, mm-hmm. but you're doing something for yourself. You're learning and you're building relationships. I <laughs> mean, because now that you rolled here, I mean, you, you're gonna have to deal with me forever. Hey, dude, that's not a problem. I'm man. gonna, I'm gonna, inter- I'm gonna be all, <laughs> o- all, I'm gonna be all over
0: you. I'm all about this, though, man. And hey, you know what's What's so interesting about about, you know, being open to learning is that uh, you got to be willing to look stupid. Yeah. And I, I, I was I was telling my I was telling all my friends like, oh, do you want to do podcasts? And I'm like, yeah, I do that. I got to go check out podcasts. I got to see what's up with it because I just think voice is going to dominate. I hear too many leaders and people that just I feel like know what they're talking about when it comes to marketing and, you know, and pretty much where it's going that you got to at least understand it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of suck on the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? No, right. Absolutely. And so I was like, all right, I got to get better at this. So um, I was using this app called Anchor. Are you kind of familiar with Anchor? I'm not, actually. Oh, dude, Anchor's Anchor. Something. Yeah. Anchor's like a way, it's, it's a free app where you can make your podcast on the go. Really? It's phenomenal. You will love it. You will dominate on it. Really? Yeah, yeah. You got to go check out Anchor. I'll check out Anchor. Um, And so I was on Anchor practicing. I did about 50 episodes and um, I still sucked. (laughs) You know? But I I suck too. That's why we do it. Yeah. You know, that's
1: why we do it. And if we're fortunate to have one person listen. Yeah. Just one person that listens and that can be inspired to do their own podcast Mm -hmm. or, you know, something that, hey, well, maybe I can do my own event, you know, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have that. I can do my own sales event that turns into a trade show that turns into, you know, Content, giving away content and giving away our secrets, mm-hmm. that's where the world goes. You know, right now, it's there's never been a time where a barbecue restaurant would give out their barbecue recipes. No, man. Like, I go ahead, like, take it. I used be like... Uncovered, like, Absolutely. information, yeah, right? You can't come in the kitchen. Right. You don't bring anybody in the kitchen. You got a phone? Let's do this. Yeah. Let's go.
0: Wow. You're going to post it? You better go live with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The gum. Man, and you know, what's, what's cool about it is that you see this steady progress. I'm yeah. sure, as you see in your business, you went from 300 something to 3 million something. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, so I, I was hard on the beginning, but... You, after you do about 50 episodes, you're like, okay, it's getting a little bit better. It's still garbage, but it's better. <laughs> yeah, no, right? absolutely. I mean, and, and really seeing this steady growth is like phenomenal. Sure. What's your actual favorite social media platform right now? My favorite
1: social media right now would probably be, it's probably Twitter, to be honest Twitter? with you.
0: Yeah. You know, Twitter's made some changes, man. Um, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And I'm like, all right, where's Twitter going with this? You know, because for a while it was like all news. I'm like, oh, that's a great place for them to mm-hmm. like, And then it kind of backed off, I feel like. And, that, and now they switched it back to where it's more media. Yeah. As far as like, you know, live events, that's the place you go. Sure. If you're at a conference, if you're at a show, anytime anything happens globally, Twitter is like. It's where the news is. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, there, there's, been the times, there's been
1: times where the power's gone out and there was no cell service. I found out first on Twitter, right? The only way I could get any information, I was on Twitter. So Facebook wouldn't work, Instagram like yeah. couldn't make a phone call, but I could tweet. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like that's crazy. You know, that's absolutely nuts. And I was telling last night what I started to say was last night we shut the restaurant down, mm-hmm. but 5 years ago when we were celebrating our 5 year anniversary for the restaurant I was reading all these PR books and how to send out a press release to try to get some coverage, mm-hmm. you know, for people to talk about the restaurant, learn about the restaurant. Sent it to the local newspaper, some of the writers, sent the press release to TV stations to radio. No response, nothing. Right. And yesterday, sent out one tweet, tagged people relationships, people in media that we've made throughout the years. They retweeted, they sent it out. I got way more coverage on one tweet that took <sighs> Ten minutes, if that, compared to all the work that I did to send out a press. Re- all that. How much stuff did you pay broken. for
0: it? Zero. Yeah, Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. I mean, man. So, what's some? I mean, like, what's some practical advice you want to give to small business owners? I work with a lot of small business owners, and I'm like, man, you guys aren't doing social. You guys aren't on gram. They have to. And I mean, like, what's some practical things that like you would you would try to tell someone who's like, man, but everything's going to go okay. So what things the, you would tell?
1: The number one thing that changed for me. And, you know, I've been trying to embrace digital, but really podcasting, to be honest with you, it's like once I wrecked my car, my forerunner, and I got a different car that was Bluetooth enabled, I think was the time when I started being able to listen to podcasts and I could use the search to look up barbecue podcasts, to look up marketing podcasts, look up leadership podcasts. And all of a sudden, sitting in traffic became a classroom, mm-hmm. you know, and that changed everything because it got me back to reading again. You know, I started yeah. wanting to read books and I love reading, but it I have to make time to do it. I have to prioritize it. Yeah. And once you do, then you get back to, wow, look at all the cool things that are happening in the world. Look what this person's doing. You know, I really, I really admire, you know, how much money they were able to raise for that cause. And if we can do that here... Or how cool would it be if we made this barbecue event, you know, the premier barbecue event on the West Coast, and we look back 10 years from now and go, wow, look, at we started here and you know, now we have this event that we can all be proud of. Stuff like that is, that's what gets me
0: fired up every single day. So it pretty much got you back to like dreaming a little bit, it sounds like. It yeah. pre- pretty much got you back to the basics of like, okay, man, things are possible. I mean, oh, yeah. because, I mean, especially around, oh, if you, if you were in business, oh seven oh eight oh nine, 09, I remember looking, I mean, I was a personal trainer back then and I had trouble getting jobs. Yeah. And I used to have my own company. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had no, trouble right? being a trainer at other, at other gyms, let alone I had my own business previously. Yeah. And, and it was, it was a tough time, but I believe the possibilities were like, I'm like, there's nothing happening. There's limited stuff going on. Um, and when you tap into a new avenue like podcasting, like, like we're talking about, like we're doing, I mean, man, it, it just opens the roof off you, right? It's, I mean, it, it,
1: I, I say it all the time. It's, it's become our North Star of our, of our marketing efforts. Wow. It's forced Derek and myself, he owns a butcher shop. They've been in business for 62 years. Wow! We became best friends because of the barbecue festival. But, so we put on an amateur event and a professional Kansas City Barbecue Society event every single year. The podcast forced us every single week to meet and to talk about business and digital marketing as seen through the eyes of barbecue. You know, the only reason we know these people is because of our barbecue businesses. Because of the smoke. Because of the smoke, Mm -hmm. because of charity, because of giving back, because of family. And we're bringing, we're able to talk to these fascinating people in different industries that are just doing such cool things and how they're dealing with digital marketing and how they're implementing it i mean talking to guys that have been on sports radio for you know decades you know holding it down their models broken you yeah. know just as the yeah. tv models broken just as you know travel industry all these different industries there's all these niches that that's where all the opportunity is but the opportunity only happens if you're willing to say that you don't know and you're yeah. willing to but that's the coolest thing we go back to the village There can be a kid anywhere in the world with internet and you can Google it. You can tell Alexa, you can go to YouTube, you can listen to a podcast and that's where the information is. And if you don't like it, you stop listening.
0: Switch. You didn't pay anything except for the internet connection. Which is crazy. It's nuts. Man, man. man, you know what? So we're we're almost done here, but I want to hit you with a couple more questions right before we get out. Another one, because I work with a lot of guys who are local people. Um, you know, they, they have local businesses where people only travel within that three to five mile radius yeah. to kind of use their service, right? I mean, how would you speak to them? Because I mean, I think you guys have dominated local. Like you guys I feel like you guys know everybody like in like San Diego. We I mean, just it, just kinda going it's through a couple a of episodes,
1: I'm like, holy shit, these guys know everybody. It's been an incredible journey for us. And, you know, one of the things that we teach our staff is, you know, you back to Jay Z, it was mm-hmm. you know, Jay Z and Biggie's you gotta treat everything like it's your first project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta you gotta go yeah. and pretend like today is the biggest top today's our Super Bowl. Yeah. We've been training for and it doesn't matter if you're going to a local church, yeah. you're going to a little elementary school to do, you know, fifty people, mm-hmm. you gotta treat that like those fifty people that might be your next big break because you don't know who's in the audience. And like that's where the opportunity is. And you know, I have uh because of the podcast, you know, other podcasts, we've been promoting other barbecue podcasts, other marketing podcasts, other San Diego podcasts. And like, it's, it's a community, you know, it's a community. And because podcasting requires you to be digital focused, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram. So you have your pulse on what's happening in all these different industries. And then you realize that there's more engagement because of the podcast, you know, because people are listening and they're like, dude, you know, I heard the podcast, I've been wanting to open my barbecue business, but I was worried about it. You know, you guys brought on Sam the cooking guy. He talked about working a corporate job, hating it, you know, wanting to quit, but then he jumped off the cliff and he did it. And you know, it changed his life. And I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna send out a letter to tex- to guys in Texas that are pit masters and I'm gonna ask them if I can go and be an apprentice. And that's where the world is going. I mean, you like. We're, we're going to create a way for people to come from wherever they are in the world. Dude, we'll show you how to put on a barbecue event. We'll you can spend a week with us, spend a week at the butcher shop, spend a week at the barbecue restaurant, work with me, work with Gene, work with the nonprofit, and we'll show you how to do it. And we'll give you all the tools. So when you go back to your city, your community, you can do it. And then we can come out and we can go, yeah, this is rad. We're so proud, you know, because that's, those are the gifts that were
0: given to us. Man, you know, um, podcasting is really interesting, too, because you really get to hear someone's voice. And there's something different after you have a phone conversation with somebody or if you just even hear the voice on the radio and, and you don't see them. There's there's a certain amount of data and like information of like, oh, OK, I know this person to a degree because I know how they sound. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's an intimacy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, there's some intricate things happening there. I mean, next to meeting someone face to face. Having that voice conversation with them. They're sitting in the car with you. I mean, that you just can't get from looking at a picture, you know, or you can't get from just reading what they wrote. I mean, yes, I think all I think those other mediums are also very valuable. However, uh, voice brings something different to the actual arena for sure that you just don't get through written word or that you don't get through just looking at pictures. And that's one of the things, too,
1: having an in-person podcast, you know, the fact that we're sitting here at a table. I was big into that. I was like, man, I just don't want to get on the phone with somebody. I want to get the audio quality isn't as good, you know, they might be distracted. Yeah. For us, there's no time where, I mean, literally there's no time in business where we sit down with another leader, another person that we respect and we're just fully engaged in the conversation. Wow. You know, it's like everything else is off. Yes. We're doing it on Facebook live and yes. You know, our producers putting out, you know, Corey's doing an Instagram story and Layla's doing show notes, but At the end of the day, you know, Derek and I were just fully engaged in who they are, what their why is, why they you know, how those failures led to them still fighting today Mm -hmm. and still, you know,
0: eager as hell to go out and do great things. So, dude, I I like to ask everybody this this one question and then we'll close out. I want everybody to know how how they can find you. Um, But, man, um, I'm big into living by these three G principles where it's around growth Grit and then giving. What's your order? If you had to put that like an order, which one do you believe is is pretty much how you move? Growth, grit, and give. I'm actually a fan
1: of your podcast. Oh, I appreciate that, man. So uh it's it's actually grit and it's it's giving with grit mm. that's gonna get you growth. As though So that's uh, that's giving with giving Giving, with giving with grit grit gets you the growth giving times because there's, you know, the principles and entree leadership podcast. They had uh, Patrick Lencioni on Mm -hmm. and they were talking about humble, hungry, smart, humble, hungry, smart. And, you know, those are the things that they that's how they hire. That's the and it goes back to grit giving growth. I mean, those are really if you have those core principles of are you hungry? If you're not hungry, if you're not, you know, I, I say get involved. You know, mm-hmm. that's something I've always said. So like, if you don't get involved, yeah, you're a member of an organization. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm a member of National Barbecue Association. But if I'm not getting involved, like when I go, I'm all in. You're not going to, I'm not half-assing anything. Right. Like, but if I do get involved, how, how can I listen? How can I add value? How can I give back? And then all these doors start opening up. And if, and if
0: they don't, that's probably something I shouldn't be involved in. This time is way too precious. That's a great point, man. You know, you you know, there's something about, um, just us as humans. We got a great BS, you know, um, antenna where we can feel somebody's just looking to kind of pull something out of us yes. and then dip. <laughs> fails, right. You either feel good
1: or you don't. You don't. That's why yeah. you don't go to a car lot. I don't feel good. Yeah. You're making me feel bad. I yeah. feel dirty coming out here. Like, don't, right. don't look at me like that. Like, you yeah. like you're a piece like, of meat. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know what the sticker price is and you're going to come and screw me over with you know $6,000 more and bells and whistles. Like, let's get rid of that. Yeah. You know, let's get rid of that. And just you're in, you're in business to do business. I yeah. understand that. I'm in business to buy a car. Let's just get
0: to the price. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Immediately. I mean, and and so with all this transparency coming out, uh, the people that don't give, boy, they're going to be exposed. Sure. I mean, um, and so it's cool that, that you put that towards the beginning. Yeah. I I mean, I have my own biases. I'm not going to give them away. I like to get everybody else's views on it, but I know that, um, if people feel that giving is not a part of that whole process for you, like if it doesn't lead to you just giving something just for the sake of giving it, um, people are going to people are, are going to feel it and you'll probably be exposed sooner than later that's for sure Yeah. well Sean man I've had an amazing time talking to you man. this is one of my longer episodes because I just wanted to dive in I wanted to open this up I wanted you to just kind of share your heart what you did so please let everybody know how to find you tell them about your podcast for a little bit and then uh, if you're in San Diego man you already know what time it is so go ahead Sean take absolutely it away. please
1: uh, follow me on Twitter at Sean S-H-A-W-N-P Walchuff, WALCHEF W-A-L-C-H-E-F uh, hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, Cali Comfort BBQ, that's all of our social handles and uh, our podcast is Behind the Smoke. It's a great our, name too, man. war stories. So it's not, as you said, people think that maybe I'm going to just start hearing about grills and smokers and <laughs> meats. We touch that, but it's a lot more business, entrepreneur uh, focused. We talk about sales, we talk about the why, uh, talk about legacy giving back and how to try to do it, you know. As Derek has two boys, he's going to have another third boy. My myself, I have a eight month old son. We have incredible wives that put up with us, and <laughs> that's um, what they do, right? It's just it's you know it's real life, and for us, we're just we're honored that anybody reaches out, no matter how you do it. Uh, and if you're in San Diego, please uh, hit us up, and we'd love to talk shop, no matter what business you're in.
0: Well, guys, I'm about to grab some amazing barbecue. I, I can already tell. I can already taste it. I can smell the smoke outside, and so I mean, honestly, guys, if you're in if you're in anywhere in SoCal, you need to make your way down to the east side of San Diego. Check out Cali Comfort. I'm about to go grub. And it's going be, be sure to group. let us know.
1: Tell us you heard you heard it on uh, on this podcast. Yeah. See
0: what kind of VIP treatment you get. Oh, I like when, that. When you, when you roll with Joe, you're rolling VIP style. Nah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Sean, this has been a great time, man. Let's go grub, brother. Let's do it. So as you can tell, Sean is up to something different. I loved some of his keys that he he mentioned throughout it. If you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in. But if you have any feedback about how you like this longer form content, let me know. I would love to hear it. Let's connect as always. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Joe Alex Lemon. Go to the website. Same thing, joealexlemon.com. Feel free to drop me a message. I would love to hear your input. I really value that. And so um, with that, thanks again for tuning in to the Real Value Exchange. Until next time.